0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Geek Out, hosted by Those Guys Geek. I'm Steve. I'm Jason.
1: Still Christopher. And we've
0: got somebody special joining us today who is contractually obligated now to <laughs> do the podcast. It's uh, yes. somebody that you've probably heard us talk about every now and again. It's a mutual friend of us all. And uh, that's uh, Mike McCarran is joining us today. Mike, say hi. That is
2: I. I'm Mike. Nice to be so. here.
0: We've been wanting Mike on this podcast and involved with uh, Those Guys Geek for a long time. So now that he's having uh, two kids, he's decided that it's now time to be involved. (laughs) Um, So we're just going to get right into it. This is going to be a follow-up episode to last week's uh, Disappointment episode. We're going to talk about things that made us excited and, uh, once again... You know, sexual experiences, things like that. You know, we're just gonna talk about everything that makes us excited. No, fuck it, we're gonna talk about movies, television, just anything. You know, that we weren't disappointed with, whether it be recent coming or you know previous. Um, anybody who knows me, mine are gonna be obvious as shit. But I'm just gonna no, let you what guys. Oh, you know, Mass Effect and Star Wars. <laughs> but uh, no, we're just gonna jump right into it, and uh, you know, we're gonna let Mike lead off with this one because you know, he's the new guy. Oh, we're boy. gonna throw him right into the fire. Here so Mike go. Oh, wow. Let's, uh, let's,
2: let's start it off.
0: Um, well, well, actually, first of all, Mike, just quickly, and uh, yes. We're not gonna we're not gonna get into too much discussion about this. Quickly, just give us a couple of disappointments, just so you know we can get your mind,
2: and just a couple, oh, just man. right off the top of your head. Well, this one won't be popular, but uh, I was super disappointed with the ending of Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> and uh, that's all we have myself. for this
0: week, folks. Yes. <laughs>
2: there we go. So, so I found it to be a terrible ending. So here's, here's my theory on it, though, and uh, there's a new season coming. Walter passed out in the car when the lights were coming up to him, and everything from that point on was actually in his head. And that's where they're going to start gonna, the new season. They're going to dream sequence it? They're going to dream sequence it, and they've actually confirmed that. So, there you I go. Hate,
0: I hate that fucking theory. But
2: anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, moving, moving on. on. <laughs> you know. Did you say
1: you confirmed it?
2: Um, I think I read that it was a, It was in a... I don't know, it was in something. That's, a, that's about a year ago that I
1: No, read I'm that. looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be awesome for sure. So, uh, yeah, let me kick off. Um, so my stuff is going to be coming up very soon. We'll say the, the holiday season this year, I'm pretty pumped for these things all kind of came out of left field for me. And, um, most of them are, I'm really pumped to see them. I don't know how much time I'm going to have to actually enjoy any of these things, but, uh, is it your twins? uh, well, my twins are going to be...
1: <laughs> they're on the short list. They might not be on the short list.
2: They're on this list somewhere. I, I just don't know where to place them yet. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, so first and foremost, uh, listen, Steve, this is a tribute to you for all of those times you took little jabs at me. Um, I'm looking forward to Super Mario Maker. Oh! Yes, there you go. Nintendo for the win. And... Uh, Jason can attest to my passion. we've had discussions about this yep, yep. and uh, so uh, basically you know what really struck me about Super Mario maker um, really just kind of struck home uh, at e3. Uh, Nintendo didn't do you know they do their video it, it, everything about Nintendo's presentation at e3 was terrible. Uh, the company needs to get some redirection and unfortunately you know they lost uh, they lost their CEO but uh, if there's an upside to something like that maybe this gives them some new direction um, and obviously they have the new hardware coming so I think this is the Wii Use swan song and uh, basically they've taken the ideas that were put in place by themselves uh, back in 1983 or whenever it was when the first Super Mario Brothers came out uh, that every gamer sense uh, right up most recently the one that comes to mind is Super Meat Boy Um, which basically the guy just said, you know, I wanted to make the most hardcore uh, platformer ever made. Um, And then you see these hacks that came out online where people are jumping around through crazy hacked levels. And Nintendo said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's put it out there. Let's give everybody exactly what they were looking for. And the videos that I've seen so far have been... It's, it's my dream of everything I was when a little kid, when the first time I ever saw Super Mario Brothers. It's basically that for me right now. I am so pumped to see even if I can't make a level, it's not about making a level, although that'll be cool to try anyway. Um, it's about getting those levels from all of those game developers out there that, sit, that quote Miyamoto as being their their inspiration for getting into gaming. To me, this is going to be every one of those developers. They can privately put out their own Mario levels without, you know, any kind of contract issues or game, you know, licensing issues or anything like that. They're going to do it, and there already has been. Uh, I've been reading about a lot of developers that have made their own levels already. So I'm just super excited.
1: I was going to say, think about it for a second, too, guys. I mean, uh, a couple of years back, obviously, um, when you're talking about like user-generated levels and like user-created. Did any of you guys ever play Little Big Planet? Because when you think of these, like when Mike was talking about developers and people getting creative, like there's some pretty creative fucking people out there.
2: Yeah, man. I think Little Big Planet is a great point, Chris. I think Sony basically tried to do this a few years ago. Well, uh, Media Molecule made that game, so but they basically own them now. Like Sony essentially made them an in-house kind of company for at least for the last little while. Um, I think. that's exactly what Sony was attempting to do and Media Molecule was attempting to do. They were trying to uh, give everybody exactly what they wanted, and Nintendo has just turned around and said, you know what, we all know that this is what you were trying to do, so here it is. Yeah. It's yours.
3: I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think it's really cool, too, like for uh, like kids. I mean, Nintendo, one of their biggest markets is, of course, like a younger audience. I think it's really interesting as a game, like... Uh, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it personally, but I think it's really cool to look at it as, like, you know, it could inspire kids who maybe one day want to become uh, game developers or get into the industry. It's a really great entry point to have, like, this $60 game you can go out and buy and just create. Yeah, absolutely. We're
0: we're seeing a lot of this now in in gaming. I mean I, I've never played Little Big Planet. I've never played Minecraft or any of those games just because oh, they're not what my strategy. They're
2: not they're
0: they're not my, you know, my type of game. But I you know have seen videos of of things that people have built in these games and like it's just it's fucking unreal. But like my like uh, Jason, you bring up a really good point. Like this is where you know the future developers are going to come because they're gonna see games like this, they're gonna play games like this, they're gonna create and it's going to get them involved. Actually, there's some universities now that are teaching Minecraft as a part of architecture.
1: Minecraft so using, is genius, man. Minecraft is genius. Yeah, like
0: Minecraft. As as much as I, like I've never played it, but I know like I've seen a lot of things on it, and it's just it's an ingenious game. And it's
2: 8-bit. I want to do the virtual reality Minecraft. I want that, that Hololens shit on my face, and I want to be in Minecraft. I right? want to be in a blocky character. You know, you
3: know what I hate about games like Minecraft? You can't win. Like you just you can't win at them. It just goes on. Playing like Pokemon? Is winning. It's like, like being Pokemon? Creative, I can win at Pokemon. I can become the Pokemon Master. No, you can't because can't. every can't. fucking game they release like another hundred and fifty Pokemon that you gotta fucking I, I, can't. I, can't. I can't become the house building master in Minecraft.
2: Oh yes you can Oh yes you can
0: Only for myself
3: just, Only for myself
2: known. Nobody's ever done it. There it is. It's <laughs> personal winning. Personal winning. I beat Probably Minecraft, mean you you. okay? I beat Minecraft.
3: Did you? Did you? Yeah.
2: Yes, I got to the ending, and it you know what it was at the ending? Super Mario Maker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, on the same vein of uh, video games that kind of, like, blew our expectations away very recently, like last week. Watch Dogs. No, fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, took, uh, I took my girlfriend in to get her a cell phone, and I ended up with, like, a $50 Best Buy gift card. And I used it to get some Xbox Live money because I didn't want anything at Best Buy. And I bought a game called uh, Rogue Legacy for $15. It's uh, it's an indie title. It's a platformer, very simplistic, with uh, RPG elements. I'm addicted. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be anything. Like I just was like, oh, I'll play this casually. I'm thinking about playing it right now. I don't even want to be here with you people.
2: Those are the best games. Those are the best games. The ones right? that come out of nowhere. Like, for me, I was on. Uh, I subscribed to PlayStation Network, the Plus uh, thing. And uh, the first month I had my PS4, Ollie Ollie 2 was the free game. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's basically 8 bit Mario type graphics meets Tony Hawk. And I'm. <laughs> like, I'm spending weeks playing it. I don't care about all these other elaborate $70 games. I'm playing this like $12 game that has more challenge to it than anything I've ever played.
3: I, th- I, I think love it. I think it's interesting that indie developers are really, especially in recent years, platforms have become way more accepting of them. We get these like great games that like you can go into it, spend 10, 15, 20 dollars, and you come away with this experience that's like Holy shit, some yeah, go blow. Absolutely. The indie Rager, stuff. Like, Made this, that's crazy. It wasn't it's an money. indie it wasn't an
0: indie game. Sorry Mike, but we but speaking about platformers. Um last gen uh, Shadow Complex was like that for me.
2: Yeah, well it was kind of indie. It came out see this this is a throwback to if you want to talk about just a throwback to last week's episode where it was disappointments. You know, just not to touch on it too too much, but Microsoft dropped the ball in terms of like the old Xbox Xbox Arcade and the indie games that used to show up every year, they used to have a special where every week for, like, four weeks in a row, they would launch the biggest indie games. And, and that game you just mentioned is exactly one of those games. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that anymore. And I don't know what happened at Microsoft this time around. It's, it's like a different team is leading... Uh, the Xbox Live experience uh, this time. And, and hopefully they get there, and I think eventually they will. It's it's a bit of a disappointment that it's been two years and we're still kind of waiting to get back to where they once were. I so to, hopefully I, they do.
3: Yeah. I just want to point out, I think that's the first time we've shit on Xbox in this uh, podcast. Uh, well, surprise, surprise, we find, look
2: who's here. We look finally look who's have here.
3: a pro PS4 guy on the team.
2: That's right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pro gaming, uh, not a pro gamer, but pro gaming. So
1: you can um, try to get there with that attitude.
2: That's right.
1: So it's, uh, it's you
3: know, mastery. everyone, everyone, everyone wins. Uh, so
1: what say, else? What else are you me, looking forward to? Yeah, I was gonna say for me personally, I'm gonna go uh, game wise as far as what overexceed my expectations. Uh, we're going back a few years. Um... The very first Borderlands is the first time I played it. Oh, oh
2: yeah. Yes. Um,
1: it still goes down as one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, one of the
2: best games ever made.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's something... I mean, you read about it. I was looking forward to it. I mean, once you saw the cell shading and the way everything was just done, the animation was perfect on it, the mm-hmm. level-up mechanics. It, it go, it'll go down to me. Like Mike said, one of the best games I've ever played. And, uh, I mean, going into the game, obviously, other than what we did read... Uh, we didn't really know a whole lot about it until we all played it, and literally, I mean, you guys can attest to it. We all played it together. Yeah. And we, we, like, we, I mean,
2: think of how much we played that game. Oh, it, we
1: played the shit out of it. It, it was like, crazy.
2: When we all discovered, it's kind of like our little addiction. Our current addiction, for those of you that don't know, is uh, has been Diablo 3 on the console, Xbox One in particular. Uh, we've all been power leveling. Last night, uh, Chris and I and a mutual friend, Charles. Uh, you know, power leveled me up uh, quite a bit. It's been great, but it's the same. I need, same to, get, I need thing. to get
0: in on that action. Oh, buddy, it's
2: oh, so much fun. It's been so good. It's been so good. It's been a long time since we played a game, and, and the irony to this is I bought that game a year ago. I played it until we beat, like, the Skeleton King, and then I stopped, didn't touch it, but I would not trade it in because I knew for sure that at some point in the future, just like Borderlands, we did this with Borderlands, we came back around and we're like, fuck it, let's play Borderlands, and we did the same thing. This time we did this, the same thing with Diablo. And well, I'm going to
1: tell you, Mike, you're, you're right. The only difference between you and I is I did trade Diablo in, and then when Fox had their mega game sale, I bought it again for 30 bucks. when I was like, no, everybody, buy it again. Um, yeah. but I did the same thing with Borderlands after we had finished and moved on, but then everyone's like, well, fuck it, there's a new expansion. Let's go back to play Borderlands. I went and we'll bought it. Let's do it. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, and well, and I, did, I, I did this... And, I did the same thing with Destiny. Like Destiny sat there months it being played Shut by up, me. Get Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I think I just
2: <laughs> threw up.
0: Uh, well, listen, I never played Borderlands, so fuck you.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh no wonder
2: he loves Destiny. It's that's got to be the reason. Weird, right there. well, no I'll, tell you,
3: I'll tell you what, Steve. Des- Borderlands is what Destiny <laughs> should have been. Should mm-hmm. have been. And it's five years older than Destiny, so there you go. But I I I'm,
0: I haven't gotten rid of Diablo. I haven't played it in a long time. Uh, I know you guys have been playing it recently, and I just haven't gotten involved in. It, but I gotta gotta get
2: involved. Steve, it's in your kind thing. of game. Like it's your you, you've been bitching that we all played like first person shooters for way too long. You know, it's your kind of game. But oh, Diablo, you gotta get in now because we're
1: about to go back to first person shooters here shortly. So now, I'll
3: it. say this about Diablo. Uh, you know, played it on the PC. The, it was made for the console, man. Like, what yes.
1: they get you know, on the
3: console, that's the definitive way to play it. Sorry, PC lovers, but, like... And and I love PC,
2: too, but it's been years since I've been a PC gamer. I, I kind of skipped out on the... Con- I, I was a console gamer, skipped out when uh, N64 was popular, went PC only at that time.
1: Not gonna lie, I thought yeah. Mike just said I love PCP is what I thought he said. I love PCP. That's <laughs> aggressive. Smoking some like, right man now. A, a, yeah. <laughs> wow. Ah, shit. Anyway, so what you, Steve? On. I mean, what what no, yeah. your expectation, Bud? Was that? Is it, what about you? Like, what was your, um, your over-expectated game? I
0: mean, there's there's been a couple of games that have, have done that to me. Like, uh, um, one that comes right off the top of my head, obviously Mass Effect, because I bought Mass Effect. Never yes, knowing what it was I'll like. I agree with you there, right? and, the fir- and the first Mass Effect was just like it was an absolute masterpiece of action RPG. Um, unfortunately, you know, through the second one into the third one, they kind of lost that that real nice feeling that you got from the first game. But the first game was a big was a big expectation. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, recently because um, everybody knows I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan so obviously with everything that happened with Unity they decided to give out some free games and uh, one of those free games was Far Cry 4 never played a Far Cry game in my entire life and I just decided, you know what, screw it I'm going to get it for free anyway I played Far Cry 4 and holy shit I just could not like like you, the game you mentioned Mike I could not put Far Cry 4 down for like weeks
2: it Far was, Cry 4 is a beautiful game it I, is, I uh,
0: played it, yeah it really. is Amazing I had, game.
3: I had a very similar experience with uh, the Tomb Raider franchise. I never played Tomb Raider before, and then I picked up the rebooted game, and it was like amazing. I didn't. I buy- bought
2: the rebooted game based on your recommendation. Right. Yes, it is a beautiful piece. It is. Of-
0: it, is. it is. Yes. yes. But, no uh, one's
1: out it. buying yeah. PS4s on your recommendation, eh, Mike
2: <laughs> right, well, you know, you guys are some hardcore Xbox owned, fans. What owned I one do? for a
1: month, buddy. Owned one. and I added you as a friend, and then you never played a game with me, so I sold it. Well,
2: you know <laughs>
0: But I would say, I would say, yeah. Uh, Far Cry Four recently, but Last Gen Mass Effect
2: is still at the top of my list as one of my favorite games. So what I'll I think give to successful. you, Steve, is that you and I talked a lot about Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two. I was right on board with you all the way through Mass Effect Two, even at the beginning when Mass Effect Three kicked in. I was there, and then I realized what a piece of shit that was. So, uh, but Mass Effect One was the epitome of of like the sci-fi opera gaming experience. It, it was, was Star Wars. It was Star session, Wars, yeah. without Star Wars on there. And and one of the first games to really uh, explore, like, m- super expansive uh, third-person view, first-person mm-hmm. view type thing, um, you know, essentially dropping you right into the world, it harkens back to things like, uh, uh, you know, some old, uh, like, Neverwinter Nights type games, games. Uh, has, like, multi-threaded conversation. Uh, It had a little bit of grind in it, you know. I remember rolling around on planets looking for whatever in my little truck there or whatever the hell it was back in those days. But other than that, every every game has a little grind, but that game was brilliantly done and allowed you to skip a lot of the grind if you didn't want to do it. So those guys uh, really understood what they were doing when they made those games.
0: and lastly, I got to say, um, the biggest, the, like, this is an entire series, well, minus one game, but uh, uh, Rocksteady's Arkham series, like, such a huge fan service to, to Batman. So, I mean, they could have just made a just run of the mill Batman game, but especially, and Arkham Asylum, I, I, you know, me and Jason debate about this all the time. I'm still. A fan of Arkham Asylum. That is that is my game. The first game in the series. That to me is the best game of them all. Well, you're yeah, wrong. I know you love. I know you love City because <laughs> you, you know the, the, you read a plot synopsis and uh,
2: a couple of reviews.
3: Oh, so, I didn't read a plot know, synopsis.
2: Obviously. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Do I have to break you guys up? Is that? But <laughs> yep. right.
0: well, yeah, Let's so
3: do I'm coming to Newfoundland. I'm gonna fuck you up.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's been there's been lots of games out there. But now, guys, what about movies? Mike, you said you had some recent stuff coming uh, I up. I do,
2: I do. So okay, so this this is an interesting one for me. This is uh, so this actually ties to a book. And, and yeah, I said book. Those are you are you sure It was a book. But sure here's it the irony. Can I, I don't I don't read books. I can, I to them. can I guess? Can I guess? Because I think I yes. know what it is. Do it. Do it. Ready Player One. You're you're wrong, but that's a great guess. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, so um, Ready Player One's going to be amazing. I hope. Uh, it's ironic that Spielberg is referenced in the the book for Ready Player One, and he's now the director of Ready Player One in the real world, so this should be pretty fucking cool. It, Hopefully. Hopefully. Although, he could really fuck it up, because Spielberg is touch and go when it comes to movies. So, um, for every hit he has, he has two that miss. So, yeah. Um, but no, they so,
1: fucking hit hard. Yeah,
2: they do. They do hit hard. So uh, what I'm interested in is uh, right after Christmas, my wife gifted me an Amazon book, uh, audio book, and I'm big on listening to audio books because you know what? I don't have any fucking time to actually read. So when I'm doing my normal job, uh, I listen to uh, audio books, and she gave me one called The Martian, and oh yeah, you know, it. Was an epic, epic, epic book. It was amazing. Man, and, and at the and at the end of it, um, after I was done listening to it, uh, my wife was asking me, "Would I? Would she like to listen to it?" And and I was like, "Well, it's." I said, "It's you know what?" I said, "It's like an action movie." And I had no clue that it had already been optioned and was in production by none other than Ridley Scott and Matt Damon and oh my fuck at Comic Con or around Comic Con when they dropped that trailer I watched the trailer, I had no fucking clue what I was watching, I didn't even see the title to the trailer and at the end it said The Martian I was like I'm like oh my god I've, I've read <laughs> or listened to this book
3: and It's like when
0: you listen to a CD and the one song that you yes. really
2: love becomes a music yes. video Exactly, and Honestly, like, I am epically pumped. I think that's coming out in October sometime. So, uh, And Matt Damon. I mean, come on, Matt Damon. Everybody loves Matt Damon, right? Matt
3: Damon. How about okay, them apples, man. right?
2: How about them apples, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> durka, durka.
0: I yeah. gotta
2: say, Mike. That so that's that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. That I gotta say. First of all, I was
0: gonna think that you were gonna say Fifty Shades Darker, but um, <laughs> um,
1: Magic Mike XL, buddy.
0: Uh, but that's uh, yeah. I seen the trailer for that. I didn't know anything about it. Don't know anything about it. All I seen was Matt Damon, Ridley Scott, sci-fi action. So, and Ridley Scott and sci-fi are is like cake and icing,
2: man. It just goes. Yeah. Down there, so if Ridley Scott just follows. If they follow it, I mean, obviously they're going to have to make a few choice changes, but it's actually a, not a very big book. So it plays like a script of an action movie. It'll be really interesting if they just translated it. And it looks, from the preview, I can tell you, it looks very, very authentic to the book. So, Chris, I mean, what do you like, got? What do you got that you're looking forward to?
1: Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to throw it back a couple years. Uh, as far as movies that, again, over-exceeded my expectations that I didn't know what I was going to do, I'm going to go to a comedy level here, folks. Um, I remember years and years and years and years ago uh, when, the, when, when Superbad came out. Um, again, did not know anything about it. In fact, uh, a good friend of mine, Burgess and I, we were late one night and we were like, what the hell is this? Let's go to a movie. We ended up having to sit front row in the theater <laughs> and hands down to this day, still list as the funniest movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah, um, Superbad is awesome. It 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 blew my expectations. I was honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I was, I was like, this movie's gonna be fucking brutal. Uh, it's maybe I'll get a couple of laughs. It'll be worth the money we paid for it. I literally remembered almost pissing myself in a theater. Yeah. Um, legit, almost had to use the big cup. Um, but yeah, it was great. I, I it just everything from the comedic aspect fucking Michael Sarris is a genius and the fact that they let him and McLovin and uh, Jonah Hill play off each other now even like, when they reunited and this is the end i literally was like this is the greatest fucking thing i've ever seen um, to me
0: it reminded me a lot of watching like when when you watch clerks for the first time you don't know what to expect and you go in and it's this really good movie i mean I, you can't compare the two movies really in terms
1: it's a pretty of pretty tough comparison
0: last thing last thing but i got the same feeling like when i watched clerks that I really didn't know what I was watching and then all of a sudden I was just, I, I was hooked. Well, oh, I'm not Super trying to Batman take it away. Like,
1: clerks still will go down as one of my favorite. I love Clerks. A huge Kevin yeah. Smith fanatic. Love Kevin Smith. Um, a lot of people will shit on me for that because they think he's an old fucking just a piece of garbage. But oh, I, I, I no, love man, Kevin he's a genius. I think he's a fucking, fucking genius. genius. <laughs> and he's best friends with Batman. I mean, fuck how bad could life really be.
0: And Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt uh. <laughs> Damon.
0: But, yeah, no, man, that, that that's a good point. But what I meant by, by that is the writing, the interaction with the characters, the, just everything, man. It was just it was so just, good. Like,
1: well, it was the first, like, literally, I mean, other than the few things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Michael Sarah had a pretty solid career with the rest of development and shit anyway, but, uh, you know, guys like Christopher mintz Ploss and Jonah Hill, like, just the three of them played off each other to a fucking T. Like, it was so good. I believe that these were three kids in high school just doing, like, anyways, it, it blew my... It exceeded my expectations, I mean... I'm a big comedy guy, anyway, other than sci-fi. So, I mean, as far as movies go, I'd have to go that route.
0: Jason.
3: Uh, well, this year, I actually had a had a movie that I watched in theaters that I went in not really knowing a lot about, um, based off a graphic novel written by Fifty Mark. Fifty Shades Miller. of Gray. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask
1: if it was the new Fantastic Four uh, movie. That was
3: quite the graphic novel, actually. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> graphic. How. No, I'm not gonna go there. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> this movie came out back in February, and it was uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Yes. Like, uh, I, I mean, I had no idea what it was. Had never read the graphic novel before. Uh, kind of read a little bit about it before I went in, like to the, to the theater. But like, I mean, I liked who was in it. I liked, uh, like I liked the way the action was portrayed, and and uh, well, I actually wrote a review a review for it. Way back when, yeah. Check it out on the website, guys.
0: Back Is ago. it working now?
3: Yeah, yeah. The link. Oh, okay. No pictures. one told me that it was working. Still. Don't
1: you shit on? Maybe if you checked it every day like you yeah, were supposed to, yeah. Dick, we wouldn't have this problem. Love you. Anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought. That I thought. Got movie, weird. I thought the movie was great because they turned it into like an action comedy that really played on the whole super spy trope. Like, you know, they kind of poke fun at, like, the James Bond or, like, the old school James Bond and even kind of the new school. Like, I don't know. it's uh, It was just really well put together and really well done, really well acted. Um,
1: How great I, was Samuel L. Jackson's Lisp.
3: <laughs> right? I don't understand why he had one, but, I mean.
1: <laughs> Me neither. So I,
0: violent. So I'm going to go with the obvious choice. You know, obviously, you know, my big movie this year is Star Wars, but... <laughs> But then Jason's attorney had a seizure. said <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what
3: Star Wars? No. Yeah. He's like, I'm um, not really excited. Steve's talking me, about Star Wars again. I popped a check. Wait, wait,
2: wait, guys, wait a second, Steve. Before you continue, are you telling me that Star Wars is coming out this year? It, <laughs> that's news to me, right there. I mean,
0: the how time. come I didn't hear about this before? No, Star Star Wars is coming out this year. So the, I mean, that's my obvious choice because I mean, this is this. Movie and this trilogy is now for you know the fans that grew up watching these movies on VHS and so you hope like that. this is the this is the like this is following the story where people act the story about in the, in the saga that actually people care about which is the 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 original three movies so I mean people who've been waiting years and years and years to see what happens after Jedi are finally getting it and they're not getting some lackluster trilogy they're going to get really well produced. Movies, but. God, I hope we see theory,
1: an old Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: On the flip side, someone who is doing a movie this year, one of my favorite directors and writers, is uh, Quentin Tarantino in The
2: Hateful Eight.
3: He almost that, didn't yes, do that yeah, yeah. He almost didn't. He almost didn't.
2: That well, movie. He threw a tantrum because, you know.
3: The script.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he just rewrote it. Whatever. <laughs> fuck over it. And
0: I just recently, yeah. and I, and because you know, I I don't have um, there because there's no video stores anymore. Because what I used to do is I used to just go out and buy videos and and DVD when the at Jumbo Video and places like that. So now I can't do that. Jumbo so, Video. Whoa. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so did you get you download
2: popcorn? the Top three, 3 for
0: 20 <laughs> um, 3 for 20 special but no I used to <laughs> just go buy movies and, and DVDs and Blu-rays and like every, even if I never watched them you know that was my kind of Netflix of the day going to Blockbuster and Jumbo Video and buying just like hey I'm going to buy 10 DVDs and get them for like 20 bucks okay, I but um, I just watched Django Unchained recently and loved Great it movie. Great so movie. I'm really looking cool. forward to that western style um Movie from him, I can't, I can't wait. But obviously, you know, Star Wars is my big one, and um, Neil Blomkamp's Alien, man, I can't
2: wait. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Neil Blomkamp's a little over. Uh, he's a, he's a genius. I don't care what you say. Oh, uh, I don't know. If I look, I liked District Nine, but genius is a is a stretch.
3: I think his movies have a really big uh, political. Like uh, message behind them. Typically. They always like, no. do like
2: that Chappie movie. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I heard it's a very political, and it kind of sucked from what I understand. But uh, I, just I like playing. the atmosphere he yeah. builds. I, I like.
0: did
3: like I did like Elysium with our favorite actor, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon,
1: right? Yes, sir. Matt. Like, I own Elysium
0: is sitting over there right now, man. I love it, gentlemen. And, gentlemen, let's just service. Oh, if we
1: didn't man. give an honorable mention to the fact that. Uh, I want to know your guys' honest reaction the very first time you saw Avatar.
3: Avatar, The Last Airbender, no, by excuse me, Am- no, no, Shama? Avatar, in James Am- Cameron.
1: <laughs> Although The Last Airbender was also a great movie. My no, bowels no.
0: evacuated. Uh, but no, uh, James
1: Cameron's Avatar. The first time you saw that, visually or not, like it, it, it changed the game.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would say it changed anything. Actually, I think it, it was, was just the greatest
1: the, 3D movie of all time. Uh, well, Story
2: wise, it was it, utter you, shit. You know what, Chris? I'll give you that it's the greatest three D movie of all time in the sense of the technology of 3D. Um I I'm hard pressed to say that it actually pushed the limits of anything. If you go back and watch it right now,
1: you I, I usually watch it about once every three weeks.
2: But I'm just saying, you'd be surprised <laughs> how little you got issues, buddy.
1: But I fucking love Avatar.
2: You'd be surprised at how not good those graphics are at this stage of the game. When I, you look at things like, um, you know, this, it's, look, not my favorite thing, but, like, the 60 frames a second film um, and the way that that doesn't bother your eyes when you're watching it in 3D. Are you
1: um, talking about, like, the 48 FPS there? The yeah, uh,
2: 48, sorry, yeah. I'm not 60. They're, they're ramping up the speed to try to make it less motion blur and stuff like that. So it's a little... You know, jarring when you first sit down to watch a movie like that, but then after you you get accustomed to it, um, you you walk away, your eyes aren't really tired.
1: I don't know I, why you got to kick me while I'm down. I didn't shit all over Mario Maker. I understand. I'm coming to Chris's yeah,
0: defense in this one. Yeah. I think yeah. for the time, because it came out around a time where 3D was starting to make a resurgence, and it for the time that it came out it was beautiful like like you want to you want my reaction it was to this? it I was sat yeah. in i sat in that theater cuz i went to see it in imax and i sat in that theater and i was like the first scene where he wakes up and he's oh. in the tube and you see just like the little things that are flying next to him, and they focus I mean, man it was like watching a movie on screen and there was no manipulation to it
3: you were watching a movie on screen. yes <laughs>
0: But you know what I mean. It was like it, it was like it's not like I'm sitting in front of my TV watching a fucking movie.
1: Remember this too, though. I mean, when the Blu-ray came out, the 3D I was Blu-ray, was at a came movie, out.
2: and it was like watching a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when the 3D Blu-ray came out, you couldn't even walk into a store and buy it. They used yeah. it to sell Blu-ray players. Yes, and I, I could do it. Like it was Definitely. a big.
2: It blew my mind at the time. I'll give you that. It blew my mind at the time.
1: Which I'm I pretty guess, sure is how I started this sentence. Right. Said, yes. Time, you did. Yes, you did. So
2: my apologies, Christopher. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings.
1: And my feelings but, are better. Let's carry on.
2: Okay. Fact of the matter is, it's a great <laughs> it movie. It was a piece
1: of shit, and I think you should die. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: it was. It was a great experience in the theater when I went and saw it, and I'll give you that much.
0: To me, it's the exact same thing that Titanic did when it came out. Titanic was a great experience, but I mean, if you look I'll at ruin it, doing that movie
1: for me, I haven't seen it.
0: If you, oh, 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 well, okay, the check okay. goes down. Jack dies.
2: Jack dies.
3: There was enough room I, on that raft for both of them. I still think so.
2: I. Fun fact: They proved that it was. They measured it. They did. Uh, from the film, <laughs> and there actually was enough space for him to live. So oh, Jesus, yeah, she just she let him die.
0: But story wise, story wise, Avatar was Pocahontas in space.
2: Yes, it was. 100%. I just think it doesn't hold up like Star Wars, Steve.
1: Oh, fuck off. Star Wars (laughs) is the greatest
0: masterpiece created. The greatest space
1: opera of our time.
0: Anything (laughs) created in the history of time. God (laughs) got nothing on Star Wars. That's right.
2: Let's talk about TV.
0: Let's
3: Let's go TV. Let's talk about TV. TV.
2: TV. This is a broad subject man. It is, it is so. so so bear with me because I think you guys are going to be on board
1: oh, how shit. excited? Oh, I think how I'm going to shit on you even if I am uh,
2: w- well let's just okay how excited were you when you found out that there was going to be an evil dead TV show
1: uh, I'm not going to lie. Oh, that shut real, up. Actually. I'm just, uh, <laughs> Are you
3: kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think so, it's super cool that they're doing it. I'll give you that, but I was produced never... Produced by Sam Raimi, starring... Bruce Campbell. Bruce yeah, Campbell, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, also, I've uh, got a couple other people in there. Um, uh, Zena
3: Lawless. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, by the way, oh, they're right. rebooting Zena. Just throwing that out there. I know, right? So does that mean that... This is not gonna happen. What's going on? He, well, he, I'm, Lucy Lawless may or may not be in it. So
0: I'm gonna say something right now that is going to like be very controversial, and people are not gonna like it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. Evil Dead was a great movie. That's what I'm first gonna say that. Um, they were fun, but Sam Raimi hasn't done anything good.
2: Period. What? what? Period.
3: I don't know. Spider-Man movie. The first Spider-Man. was just gonna say (laughs) Spider-Man. He was amazing. Well, the second
2: one, the the first and and Army of Darkness is like one of the like goes down in history, like Boomstick, and
0: and basically
3: everything from. Didn't he also do Everybody. Dranky to Hell, which was very, like,
0: evil-like yes. yeah. as well? Oh, yes. But that, But yes. that, I mean, there's little yes. things, like, there's things about those movies that
1: you like, say. do you, oh, you like, remember I was Duke
2: Nukem 3D, Steve?
1: Oh, fuck,
2: Duke Nukem 3D should have been just called Evil Dead the Video Game because that's essentially where they got all of the, you know, comments. They, they wanted to, to license Evil Dead, and they couldn't get the license, so they made their own thing and they basically stole all the kind of commentary that I don't know I just created.
0: look at I look back on these things and they were things like you know me and Jason I I, I mean I don't was try uh, me into this. Now I was listening <laughs> to some music the other day and I was like man you know I, I, I still really like the the significant other uh, Limp Biscuit album I was like man it's a great album but then like Jason you yeah, made the you're comment
1: land, you don't get off the rock much
0: Jason, you made a comment about the fact that a music like that doesn't hold the same value to you. And I look at Evil Dead kind of like Adam Sandler movies. Like Adam Sandler movies came were to, to save, were, were great back then, but now Adam Sandler now can't do a
2: fucking good movie to save his life.
1: What do you so, mean, man? Jack and Jill?
2: Okay, but, but I think you're being a little <laughs> bit presumptuous. <laughs> okay, so I, I will say this. I'm not looking back at things that have happened this year that I'm excited about. I'm looking at things that came from... I did not see coming. I didn't see Evil Dead coming to TV, and I'm willing to give it a go. It might turn out to be shit. I'll give you that. It might be the best thing ever. But it also might be, like, Army of Darkness weekly episodes, which I'd be down for.
1: Which would, still, yeah, would be entertaining, for sure. Yeah,
2: exactly, right? So For fans good. of that franchise,
0: it's definitely it's definitely great that it's uh, coming back. I mean... And the fact that they got um, Bruce Campbell to come back to, that's just awesome. Right. I mean, think about it. And it actually
2: takes place 30 years later. Yeah, in the storyline. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, they're fitting, well, there you go. They're fitting it in, right? So.
3: I Chris. Met, I, I met Bruce Campbell, I just want to oh. say. He is a suave motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he is. I, I, We posed for a picture with him, and he's like, smile at the camera, boys. And he's, like, just very, like, cool. And, like, you're like, man. I want to fuck you, Bruce Campbell. Like, <laughs> did you? Did you? No, no. Mm. That cost too much money, and I didn't have it. It was like sixty dollars instead of twenty. <laughs> but I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you right now. If Stephen Amell,
1: oh, what you? you question? If I'd take a shot,
0: I think, I think I would too. That man is a genius.
1: He's fighting tonight on SummerSlam, and when you guys hear this, it'll be last night. So he's going to
3: win. He's going to win. I don't think so. he's going to win. So I think uh, talking about TV shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up two TV shows.
1: Oh, don't take mine, you prick.
3: And one that's upcoming.
1: Oh, so,
0: season two of Gotham.
3: No, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so the two shows that I've watched uh, that both shows were actually recommended to me by uh, Mister McCarran here, and I don't know if he ever kept up with them, but uh, Person of Interest and Justified. Are like, are, like, two of I, my favorite shows on TV. What I is Justified? Like. They're amazing.
1: Justified? It's a Justin I movie. did not
2: keep up with them, Jason. I didn't. Fuck I'm you, man.
3: Come on. I'm sorry. You.
2: Especially person, person of Interest. I'm really sorry I didn't keep up with that one. That one right. is amazing. Person of
3: Interest is amazing. It's And it's really cool social commentary on, like, the privacy and, like, government surveillance and stuff like that. But it's really cool how they don't, like try to answer the question on whether it's right or wrong they leave it kind of up to you to be like hey should do you should remember we... when do
2: you remember when i pitched that show to you like you need to watch yeah, this because you were like, it's, it's like batman, it's batman basically
3: without batman without and you're batman like, and <laughs> you Jonathan Nolan's behind it and i'm like okay and jesus is in it like you <laughs> um, and justified is uh, timothy Oliphant. i think that's his best work ever by far um the show is just really cool, really, uh, really Didn't intense. It end recently? It's over. It just ended its last right. season uh, this year, so... Uh, but the upcoming show, and this is where... Uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. It's a show that was on previously that ended not so well, uh, even though we all wanted it to be better, Heroes Reborn.
2: Yes, sir. I, yes. I am
3: cool. excited for it to come back. I'm... I, and, I,
2: and, uh... Uh, the guy, um, super nerd, uh, what's, what's Levi? the... Yes, Zachary Levi is heading it up this time, yeah. which is As amazing. a
3: bad guy, right?
2: Yes, yeah, which is cool, right? You've always seen him as a good nerd kid. and He's a real nerd in real life. Um, he runs a, a, a website and a, and a series as well online.
1: Just we try to uh, get him on board.
2: Maybe we can get
3: him. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. he runs we'll, uh, we'll put some feelers out and see, yeah. Nerd HQ is really cool work that he does for Charity and and whatnot, so... But yeah, no, Heroes Reborn looks really good. I'm, I, I think they can really bring it back with the... Fo- it looks like it's going to be more focused, which is nice. Um, I hope they can do it a way... My girlfriend wants to watch it, even though she's never watched Heroes before, so I hope they can do it in a way that kind of, like, explains a little bit of the backstory without having to go back and watch those seasons, because, I mean, we all know that not all of it is good. Right. So uh, go back to Heroes and watch season one. And then, <laughs> and then just, stop. And like, just stop. Nothing like, else happened, okay? Else. Just, like lo- like Lost. Watch just the- watch the first
0: three seasons and then stop.
3: Yes. Like Lost, right? There you so go. Doug, Doug, so you Chris? you were worried I was gonna take uh, one of your uh...
1: No and you didn't, surprise oh, me, good. but I think you will I think you will agree with me though. Um, every time so someone
3: I... said that we haven't agreed with them, so <laughs> yeah. no no but, but I'm going take know, it know, down know, one more will. time. Fact, Jason,
1: I don't know what the rest of you, but I know Jason will for sure. In fact, Steve, I'm still not confirmed you've watched it all yet. Um, I'm going to go back with what exceeded my expectation, what I'm really looking forward to. One, season one of The Flash, super pumped for season two coming up.
3: Oh, man, yeah, for sure.
1: Season one of The Flash fucking blew my mind. Um, right? I didn't know what to expect. Uh, in fact, I'll be honest, I really liked Arrow, so I had no problem giving it a shot, but I was like... In fact, I remember when I was able to watch the, first, the pilot episode, um... I don't even remember where I was, but I uh, someone had their had a had a copy of it, and uh, I had a chance to watch it, and I remember telling you, Jason, I'm like, I don't fucking know where this is gonna go. <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, it it got to a point where I was so deep into it. Uh, Grant Gustin's a fantastic Barry Allen. Uh, I, I think just the whole everything. I loved everything about it. I love the tie-ins. I love when they flash back and forth between. Uh, you know the Flash and the Arrow crossover as well. I mean, I think the whole universe is awesome, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Um, I know that there's a—it's actually just not that long away, like a month, month and a half, I think, before they have uh, the first one airs. Um, and uh, my second show that again, I didn't really know anything about, and it's just going to be a quick one to shout out the the first, like Silicon Valley when it first came out. Um, yes, it's it's a fucking right great there show. You. Probably and it's I mean, only a short season, too, ten episode seasons. Uh but TJ Miller and the rest of those guys are just fucking great. It's probably one of my favorite shows.
2: Well, since you guys all got to talk about a second show and I didn't, That's I right. want to just throw out there I've
1: talked about three.
2: I know. So <laughs> I'm gonna throw out there Halt and Catch Fire. I knew
1: that was coming. Yeah, you I knew guys that was, haven't I'm surprised it didn't come the first time.
2: time. Season one was amazing. Season two was a great follow up and uh AMC has yet to announce whether they're renewing it yet or not, which is sad because it makes me worried that they're not going to. It is a little bit of a niche kind of thing, but if you grew up uh, loving technology, you know, Commodore 64, Apple Computer, uh, Nintendo, Atari, this show is for you. It is amazing. It takes place in the 80s, second season jumps a little bit further ahead, it's a beautifully done show. If you guys haven't watched it yet, I can't recommend it more. It's an AMC show. You, just, you just actually
0: reminded me of that show, because when you mentioned it, I was like, what is that show? But now I know what you're saying, and I've seen the previews, and yeah, I've just never gotten around to watching it.
1: Before uh, before you fire off, Steve, um, I just, there's, I can't believe fucking me of all people forgot this. Uh, things that we're looking forward to, I, I, I gotta give an honorable mention to a movie. Um... Fucking Aaron Sorkin, Steve Jobs movie. I'm so fucking oh, looking oh, forward oh, to this film. It. Oh yeah, no. They
3: oh yeah. Stop, How many stop Steve it? job biopics do we have to have before they can stop?
1: Making the first one that was on Netflix with Justin Long was probably the best. Uh, it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, no. If so, if you're not a fan of. I mean, Aaron Sorkin's a fucking genius. We'll start. That with.
2: one's gonna be amazing. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin is a genius, and he does really well when he's put under pressure. His like, Aaron Sorkin's first seasons of all his shows are epically good. And uh, unfortunately, they tend to fall off really quickly, hence they get canceled after two, maybe three seasons.
1: But to me, the um, newsroom didn't do that, though. I, I, I followed the, the newsroom, to, you know, to me, it did fall good. off. I think the
2: first season was epic, and I found season two was not as bad, or not as good, and uh, season three, to me, was just travesty. Oh, um, that's too bad. I But, like, you look at newsroom, and then you look at... Uh, uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip was an amazing show, um, and uh, you know he's had some some really really great strong shows. A Sports Night. Have you ever seen Sports Night, Chris? It's basically Sports Center the drama. It's uh, it's really really well done. First season. It only lasted for two seasons and then got canned.
1: Crazy. But, uh, Anyways, Sorkin's you know, good. Steve, yeah. uh, I apologize. Here's the
2: reason why this movie is going to be, oh, I'll, I'll gonna be good. Too. And
0: I don't know if you, you can
1: can guys see, see that.
2: It. it Just looks like a bright light.
3: There's a person...
2: Michael, Michael Fassbender.
3: Fassbender. At, look, I, I will watch... think a
2: miscast kind I, of thing. I
3: will mm-hmm. watch a Steve Jobs biopic if they can do it accurately. I couldn't well, stomach the Ashton Kutcher one because it was such dribble well, Jason, let me put your mind at ease. I,
2: I read the book, and by reading... I need to get my laptop again. <laughs> and uh, it was 30 hours, and it was, it was the biggest audio book I ever listened to, 30 hours long. Um... They do not paint a nice picture not at all. of Steve He's Jobs. An He's a total jackass. Yep.
3: I'm not, and I'm not looking for people. I don't think Steve Jobs. Like. No, no, but what I'm trying to say is
2: listen, I don't think they're candy coating it on this one. Like, on the first one, it was like, let's look at all the lollipops and gumdrops of Steve right? Jobs. Yeah. And uh, I think this one is going to be. There's, I mean, Sorkin's going to rework 30 hour, you know. Biography into a into a two hour movie, um, and I think he's the right guy to do it. Quite frankly, I think Agreed. he can, he can jam. He can make the politics of something seem exciting like an action movie. You've and got there's so much so, there's so much good behind that movie too. I mean, you got
0: Fassbender portraying Jobs, which at first I thought was kind of weird, but then now that I've actually seen the uh, the trailer, I'm like, oh man, he looks great. Because one thing I will say to, about Kutcher he could pull off jobs in, in certain stages. like
1: he Images, yeah. He yeah, uh,
0: definitely had the look lot, down for sure. A lot more than Fassbender does. But, I mean, that's just it. But you also have Danny Boyle's directing it. and Danny Boyle for the win, yes. I mean, and then Aaron Sorkin's writing it. And even just from the trailers, like, in the trailer, he's portrayed as a dick.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's it so, seems like a legit story. My biggest problem with the whole thing is the casting is fucking Seth Rogen as the was.
2: Yeah, that that
0: was yeah. my only yeah, issue. Like,
1: but I'm sure he'll knock it out. But I, yeah, I, that's my problem.
0: But um, you know, a few things I'm a few things I'm looking forward to here. Let's let, first of all, thing thing that blew my mind around, and then, man, McCarran, you recommend everything to us. Um, and then you
3: don't watch it. <laughs> I no, this, this is something. This
2: is like, something. The media person, I'm like, watch the show. You know what, Jason? Fun fact: I recommended Arrow to you, and you're like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. And then you watched I,
3: it. I was never now. sold on Arrow until I started watching it. And now
2: you want to make love to the main character, right? Like, in He's fighting
3: SummerSlam tonight yes. again. I met those guys. They're fucking huge, and they're like male Adonis. If I was gay, that would be my masturbatory material. I would just watch Arrow. Weird.
2: Weird. Wow. Weird. Uh, Anyway,
0: um, so based on the recommendation of Mike McCarron, because he was just like, fucking watch this, essentially, uh, House of Cards.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh
0: my god. Now, Jason, now, Jason, I'm going to say this before you say anything. I know you're not a fan and that's fine because I can understand why someone would not be a fan of this show. It is very politically driven, incredibly politically driven.
3: Like it just if, if you don't like politics,
1: he's don't upset because Frank Underwood doesn't shoot a bow and arrow.
3: It's 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 all it's not just the politics. I've read so much about how like the plot just doesn't make sense you in a lot can't, of ways no. if you really Here, look at it. Like here's well it's fiction. definitely fiction, but yeah. No, no, no. Stop I, reading reviews and plot synopsis, okay? But watch this show for no, the act. Uh, I ain't watching House of Cards. David
2: I, Fincher directed the first episode, and it is epically done. It is so well done.
3: I, I want don't, I, to I think sleep with Kevin Spacey. I hear House of Cards is a really good show. It's not my cup of tea. There's t- that show, the one show on Netflix that I don't get why everybody loves so much is Orange Is the New Black.
2: I, yeah, I get to there. I, I don't you.
3: fucking understand it. It has Janeway in it. It has Jane. That's the only reason why I tried to watch it and I no, I couldn't I do like, it. No, Captain <laughs> so, Janeway. Come on, no.
0: So House of Cards, when I first watched it, I, I was a little hesitant because one, I'm not like it, when it, when I, around that time I wasn't you know really into politics. You know, I'm getting more into it now because of. Uh, you know things that are happening in in our country but uh yeah, but right. I, I, but Kevin Spacey you know I've always been a fan of Kevin Spacey and oh my god the man you know, it's half the time I don't even know what he's talking about but I'm just like I'm so entranced by the way he is he's performing around everybody like he's just it, it's just an amazing show let me it's just give let me let just give
1: you this catch Spacey Without...
0: on what's that okay.
1: did, I said, did anyone catch Spacey on Fallon last week no, no. He told a story that he got the fucking open for Billy Joel at a concert and the only rule was he wasn't allowed to play Piano Man and he was so upset by that he called Billy Joel's people to ask if he could play the harmonica on Piano Man with Billy Joel and they said, well, Kevin, do you play the harmonica? And he goes, no, but I'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, shit, you're not. And he said himself, he fucking learned how to play it he said, "In between takes on the House of Cards set,
2: Wow. no, no wow, that
1: with Billy Joel on See, TV. That's He's a such artist, a cool guy, yeah.
2: yeah. That guy's an artist for sure, and, and that, he really is. Like, here, you
3: know. here's my two favorite Kevin Spacey roles: Superman Returns. <laughs> what? And, <laughs> whoa, hey." And Call of Duty.
1: <laughs> We're moving oh, the fuck on from this.
0: Wow. Anyway, um, Kevin oh, Spacey was great, was, yes. and the fact that you know, if, if anybody go on YouTube, his um, his video he did for the um, the pre- presidential dinner, amazing. Anyway, moving on from that, um, I'm you, know, you t- Want to talk? This is one show. I'm actually really surprised neither one of you have mentioned this. Neither this year, of show us. that just completely just blew me away. Absolutely amazing, Daredevil! Oh yes!
1: Wow. yes. Oh, oh
0: my, God. my God! I cannot wait for season two of this show. I, wa- I sat down and watched that show, and I was just, oh my God! Um, first of all, I'm a big fan of Vincent D'Onofrio. Everything he does, like I've I've been a fan of his for a while. So when I found out he, he was doing Kingpin, I was a little skeptical at first, but
2: uh,
0: and then you saw how much weight
2: he put on. Holy shit, man!
0: He he, was—you believe this man could kill you, just with all—it's just amazing show. I can't wait, and and not getting into too much detail because I mean this is always confirmed, not confirmed, confirmed, not confirmed. I'm uh, looking forward to the eventual uh, live-action Star Wars TV shows. Wow. that we're going to get at some point. I am a little bit hopeful now that there's rumors going around that Netflix is talking to Disney. So I think it's something that Disney's not going to let slip by, but well, yeah, they, they, we'll wait and they've see. They've
2: proven that they're willing to do it with the Marvel stuff, so if they're willing to throw their big stuff at it, uh, there's a real possibility. Netflix wants to be in the game in a big yeah. way, and uh, they're showing it. There's a, there's a couple of new shows coming. Netflix also, uh, fun fact, is... Releasing their first motion picture, yeah. Mm. So direct to Netflix. So this will be an interesting thing to see where they go with this stuff. They're taking the
0: Daredevil was just absolutely it was it, it just absolutely amazing. I mean, it did what it did what Arrow did. It and took like,
2: every it, risk that they weren't willing to do on network TV because it could have been just an experiment that mm-hmm. failed miserably i think it succeeded beyond anybody's uh you know expectation and
0: i, I think I would, it brought I, oh sorry jason just want my last point sure, sure, go uh, ahead. uh i think what it did and in i mean this was it was going to happen anyway but I, what i think it was a great stepping stone for marvel to bring their their mcu into a more
2: adult realm right i because think because not stone, a kids yeah. show it's a stepping stone into, like, phase three or phase four, whichever phase they're going into, but it definitely is a stepping stone where we kind of we grew up with, uh, you know, Marvel over the last ten years, basically. Uh, more recently, it seems to be a lot more cohesive than it ever was before, and Jason, you can speak more to this than, than I ever could. But uh, even as just somebody who's not a huge comic book guy, I mean, I'm a comic book guy, but I don't read comics and I don't follow... Uh, every show that you guys do. I'm a fan. Uh, I'm the, I'm of the, the same television. way, Mike. And do I know. find that it's way more cohesive and way easier to kind of get into when they bring it to this kind of HBO style. Um, yeah. You know.
3: I, th- I think it was their way to... Uh, like, I'll use... Like, the network TV, for example, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., their first season was very light, and, I mean, a lot of Marvel stuff... They do deal with darker themes, but they never go, like, gritty dark. The way, like, DC might, for example, with anything they do. Um, And Daredevil was their way to go, like, way on the other side of the spectrum.
0: And they did it. Yeah. I think the thing that surprised me the most in that show... And was the spoiler fact alert,
1: that Fulton, Fulton Reed from the Mighty Ducks plays Foggy. That
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> that one scene, man. And spoiler alert, guys. Anybody who hasn't seen the show, I am going to talk about a specific scene in detail right now. Uh, so stop listening. But uh, the, when when they haul up to by the bridge, and he's just and the dude is just looking around. I can't remember the character's name, but anyway, the door opens and Kingpin grabs him and then throws him back in and beats his head off with a door.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. That that's when that? I realized this was an adult show. This and, was an adult yeah, show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need an adult.
2: <laughs> it floored me because I was. It was so
0: unexpected. And you think going into Marvel, you were like, you were you're like, you're oh, watching, you're like, okay, it's a little bit more gritty than than the Avengers. But you think going into Marvel, you know, you're gonna get something that you know you can sit down with your kids and
3: watch. But no, man, he beats his fucking head off with a door. It's, and it's there's crazy. lots of blood. <laughs> it's, it's why I'm very excited for even, like, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and uh, the Iron Fist uh, shows, and then the Defenders, where they're all, like, you know, the Avengers, but gritty. So, I mean... The Avengers, but gritty. Right? I like it. That's what the Defenders is going to be. It's yeah, going to be the gritty absolutely. Avengers. Yep.
2: Do you guys so, think that DC will, uh, will follow suit with any kind of, you know, gritty not so episodic kind of. You know, they have their network shows, and they're, they're dark or darker than the Marvel network shows, but they're not Daredevil level here.
0: No. I would like to see a Nightwing.
1: you fucking be awesome.
3: Well, they are doing uh, um, Titans for TNT. So I don't
0: that... care. I
3: want Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing's going to be <laughs> <laughs> Nightwing's part of the Titans, man. That's it. Teen Titans.
0: No, I don't care about the Teen Titans. I only want one character. Well, you're not going to get him. And I want Nightwing to have his own TV show. <laughs> no, but, but, but Nightwing go, does go off into his own. I mean, he does his own. That would be yeah, an awesome,
1: does, man.
3: But you're never going to see it on TV. No, agreed. You won't. DC does not put their big names on television. They don't do it. You will never see Superman, you will never see Batman in a bat suit on television. Supergirl? Like Supergirl? Super
0: okay, so compared so okay, so you're telling me What about like Lois and Clark? I mean, or whatever. That was yeah. the
3: nineties. It was a different time. <laughs> so you're
0: you're telling me that compared to Batman and Superman in today's world, Nightwing is a big character.
3: I just
2: guys. Are you guys getting in a, a nerd fight here? I'm,
0: just, I'm telling you, you won't. Don't see. let
1: this nerd fight get started because we literally yeah. have to wrap up soon. Wait, oh right,
0: I know. I'm just. It. I'm just saying. To me, I look at Nightwing as almost on the same level
2: as Arrow, in terms what? of popularity.
3: I'm just saying, you won't see these big Batman characters on television. It's not going to happen, attitude.
2: No, I, I think I agree with Jason. Is that uh, DC is taking a different, t- uh, different process here, and they're they're basically taking their main comic book franchises and they're. They're making them exclusive. They, it looks like they're trying to build a world in the movies and not on TV.
1: But first of all, you guys, before, and before we go, I just want to tell you, we got to remember, regardless of how epic the fucking trailers look, both of these movies have to be massive successes before any of this shit goes on.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. DC has a lot of catching up to do. Unfortunately, they do.
3: I, I bet you, though, there's, there's no way... Those movies are not going to be financially successful. Oh,
1: well, for I sure, th- they are.
3: I think where people are going to be disappointed is they won't be there on the level of what Marvel has done so far.
1: And people are going to try to and, put them in I that And I,
3: I think the problem is, is you can't compare the two. You need to appreciate that we are living in a world where we get to see this even happen.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, and
3: let's not forget,
2: it took Marvel many, many tries to get there. You go back and watch some of the original, like, uh, you know. First, Captain America movie. Yeah, like watch the first <laughs> Captain America movie. Watch, and I'm not throwing them under the bus, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying compare them to what we've seen this summer even with like Ant-Man or any of those shows. Yeah, great movie, amazing movie. Back in the day that, you know, I think Captain America, the original Captain America movie, isn't even at that level by, by our standards right now for them. So I think DC yeah. has tons of work to do to try to get up there. I'd like to see uh, just, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to see kind of a prequel to Superman where we're on Krypton and we're with his father and mother. That would be fucking amazing to me. But uh, who am I, right?
0: Well, guys, we've talked about a lot. We've We've talked about our disappointments. We've talked about what we are excited about. And uh, we're glad to have Mike with us right now as we wrap up this show. Uh, Mike is going to be is now a member of those guys geek once again contractually obligated. I have. Um, the he has the paper, but, uh, yeah, guys, so, what are you guys excited about? Like, if you're listening to this, you know, let us know on in uh, the comments below and when we post this on Facebook, and, you know, like us, uh, always, you can always go to thoseguys.com to get all of the news and whatnot that we write about in a lot of the articles we talk about here, but, uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us this week um, for Geek Out in, uh, you know, getting Mike's feet wet, and, uh, you know, we hope that... Uh, You know, he's going to have a good reception here. We love him. We hope you do love him. And uh, we'll see you guys. uh, Chris apparently doesn't. Um, But uh, we'll see you guys next week at another episode of Geek Out. Take care.